show on with that depressing note can we <laughs> oh dear 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 you've got a week oh. you star wars fans hasn't it yeah yeah it's been uh, but there's going to be a mighty tribute to the greatest character of all time dot co dot uk uk gov in today's show mark right. my words neil all right well and then coming from a true star wars fan i would expect it now play a song before i put you in a death choke hold Good morning, this is Neil Demi. Welcome to the show this Saturday morning. Um, before we start the uh, show, Neil, uh, I think we just need a... Yeah, it's winter. I think we need a bit of a warm-up before the show. If you don't mind grabbing the green one, sorry, the right. blue one, oh, I'll yes. grab the red one. Oh, lovely. Oh, yeah. That's it. Lower, lower. Right. All right. Oh, you got my ear, you git. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, good one! <laughs> that was nice. That was nice. <laughs> and oh. you know, I don't, I don't want to start too heavy, Neil, but I have to get something off my chest at the start. Of oh, come on, show. then. Otherwise, on, I, I won't be able to go on. Yes. <gasps> I am your father. I'm sorry, Luke. I should have said it years ago. <laughs> Um, there will be some Darth in today's show right. because of what happened in the week. I'm gutted, Neil, but we're going to celebrate that man. Yes. He's this is, Dave, this is uh, Dave Prowse that we lost, isn't it? No, 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 Neil. No, no. To Star Wars fans, it's Darth Vader. Okay. Do you mind if I, I'm just going to, I mean, if you have got the strip of music ready, this might be an appropriate time. Right. Oh. Uh, oh, hang on. Oh, you've got your Star Wars t-shirt on. Yeah. Wow. The, brilliant. Yeah. A new hope life in concert. There's the Emperor. Yeah. Look. <laughs> there's Princess Leia, she's dead now. I can see, yeah. Um, so yeah, well, they're all going, Luke, aren't they? Yeah. On my on my right breast on my right breast, Han Solo. Yes. On my left with the Millennium Falcon behind. Lovely. Uh, and also Beautiful. Uh, we might have to take a screenshot of this. Look what I'm drinking out. Got your Darth mug. Brilliant. Darth mug. Wow, yeah. it's a white mug with the uh, well obviously with the dark side all over it. With uh, Darth Vader, the mm, the, oh, yeah. the best character in the whole of Star Wars, <laughs> so we will be celebrating uh, right. that today. Well, now uh, let's play uh, another song while we have a have another duel. One, treat yourself, treat yourself. Come on, Neil, come on, get down further, get down. Oh, ouch! Backflip, backflip. As Vankelmut, it's called Free at Last on Gadio. This is Neil and Debbie here this Saturday morning. Oh. If you want to tweet us, you can at this is Ndebs at Gadio. Our uh, email is ndebs at gadio.co.uk. Here we go. Mm. This week, uh, guess what? Picture, picture in your mind mm-hmm. what Jerry, Jerry Halliwell, is doing <gasps> on her Rainbow Woman video this week. This is Cher. Oh. If I could turn back time. Picture oh. her. Where do you think she might be? Oh, my God, Neil. That is fantastic. Well, I sort of hope she was on the riding her own bust that she did on the Brits when she walked through her own legs. Do you remember that? She walked through her own legs. Yes, I'm yeah. sort of hoping she's doing like a cowgirl. That's so weird. That's the, that's not the first time you're going to hear Cher and turn back time right. on this show. Oh, I love the fact we're doing... We've got... Stop! 
Jerry time back on the show. We still haven't got the jingle, but we're oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. And also, special guest Neil. Sorry, that's a bit disrespectful. Sophie Ellis Baxter. Sorry, I, that was the wrong button. We've got Sophie Ellis Baxter coming in. Brilliant. Oh, I can't. I actually, this is fantastic. Just because you're lonely. Joel Corey on Cadio. Lonely. I'm not lesbian. <laughs> Neil, at Mrs. Ndebs at Gadio, email ndebs at gadio.co.uk would now be the right time to tease a new feature that we have on the show. Oh, yeah, go on. Um, yeah, we mentioned it last week very, very briefly, um, but this week it's going to happen, come hell or high water. It's called Tremendous! Right, and it's about... Neil, don't, because he's a hard time. It's <laughs> You no, pushed the boat Neil, out I, there, didn't you? Tremendous! <laughs> it's our new competition we want you to get involved with. More right. about that in an OVO. Uh, uh, I am embarrassed. The good, the bad, and the lovely. Get it? Got it? Good. Oh, this one's... Oh, yes, good, good, good. Let's delve into our little world of things going on. And, uh, well, uh, excellent news this week. World AIDS Day, of course. And a new report has set out ambitious targets to slash HIV rates. So uh, under 50 gay and bi men contract the virus in England each year by 2030. That's what they're aiming for. Uh, Sir Elton John, along with his AIDS Foundation, says there's still much to be done. Oh, that's me. Sorry, I'm playing this now. Okay. That was my cue. When we look back, we've achieved a lot. We've helped so many people. I'm so proud of that. But that's not enough. We have far more people to help. The ambition is to get rid of this disease by 2030. And that's yeah. what we're driving ahead for. There are Elton busy in the world of uh, his AIDS Foundation there. Um, oh, I've just lost my, my page. Uh, there was some beautiful news this week as well. Finally, talking of page, uh, Elliot Page... <laughs> Elliot Page yes. now, yes, uh, who's normally uh, relatively private about the details of his life, came out as transgender. Uh, formerly Ellen, Elliot's announcement has been met with overwhelming acceptance and love from co-workers and fellow celebrities and, of course, fans alike. Now Netflix, which hosts the popular show The Umbrella Academy, in which Page stars, is working to reflect Page's announcement on their platforms. They're altering all the credits to the show, which is nice. Uh, <gasps> and in a heartfelt post on social media, Elliot says, I love that I'm trans, I love that I'm queer. You have to read Paul Burston's uh, post about this. It is phenomenal. Phenomenal. What a brilliant! I mean, honestly, my heart swelled when I saw that. Yeah, and you'll you love know. this as well. This is this is oh, a great story. On. This is uh, this come is a homophobe on. of the week story. Uh, notoriously, oh, no. notoriously homophobic Lithuanian MP called Petrus Grzulis was on a Zoom call this week with the Lithuanian <laughs> Parliament's Culture Committee when a half-naked man suddenly appeared <laughs> on the screen behind him. <laughs> Evidently, the man had stepped in to help with a... You know when people are on Zoom and go, like, oh, hang on, I'll help you out with that. And he stepped in to help the MP's computer. Very quickly, the screen was switched off. Oh. Uh, later, Grizzulis reacted angrily to questioning and claimed it had been his son standing nearby before oh changing his story half an hour later, saying that the half-naked man was, in fact, a Lithuanian journalist who'd been persecuting <laughs> him for months. So much so, he'd broken... He'd taken his shirt off to do it, obviously. So, a uh, very peculiar story, that one. But it's all over... Over the it's, internet, apparently. 
I love moments like this. Oh mm. no, I I really can't stand the gaze. Sorry, what's that? What's that harness in the background? <laughs> Sorry, what's, I don't understand. Um, love, I don't normally add into yours, but something yes. I had to mention. We are going to talk about it later on in the show, very briefly. But did you hear about Trump's forty-three minute speech, the most important speech I made in my life? No. Life. What was that? Go on. Oh, I'm going to make a special paranoia r- 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 remix for next week's show. <laughs> Uh, but it, I mean, to be honest with you, I could play the speech, but this is more fun. Great. Just <laughs> picture him. It's the greatest speech of my life. Give me the greatest speech of my life. I mean, it's just incredible. It's classic. Donald, you can't handle the Trump. Um, in its greatness. Oh, that's a very good news. Uh, that was beautiful, Neil. It all was. of those. It was all good, bad, and lovely. You see. Hello to a new listener on Twitter, Neil. Please, uh, this is Endips at Gadio. Welcome to the room, not Mr. G, but Mr. D. Welcome oh. to Mr. D's D. room, D's room, D's room. D's room. <laughs> he says he prefers Whitney to Britney. Yeah, oh. I'm with you there. Yeah, I Who knows if that. the He's, and he says, who knows if the moon... Oh, who knows if the moon's a balloon? That's a very good reference to a David Niven book, isn't it? Oh, yes, um, very good, yeah. Mm. We have no idea because we can't talk about the moon. We've got the whole galaxy to talk about. Oh, what you've done. Neil, play the music! Oh, God! This is so magnificent! Be upstanding for this. Oh, right, OK. There we are. There he comes now. Yeah. Neil, do your flies up! <laughs> very sad news uh, this week that the actor that played the best villain in te- in film history, mm. Darth Vader, he very sadly passed away. Heard about it, Neil, on the World Service. Oh, did and you? This broke, mm. Yeah, you know I'm addicted to the World Service. Mm. And this broke my heart. The, the newsreader sort of veers into Adele Dazeen territory. You can drop the bed now, Neil. Right. He sort of veers into Adele Dazine territory with this report, but I can't blame him because he was probably very emotional, uh, baby. You can stop the bed now, Neil. I've stopped it. Okay. The British actor who found international fame as the man behind the mask of Darth Vader in the original Star Wars trilogy has died. David Browse was 85. And nearly two metres tall, the former bodybuilder's frame was deemed suitably menacing for the role. But his accent from the southwest of England wasn't. So Darth Vader's lines were re-recorded by an American actor. He did get very emotional there, Neil. And if anyone else got inspired by that, I might too watch the... Star Wars trilogy... (laughs) Uh, in sort of to pay my respects David Prowse or Dave Prowse as he was uh, he was referred to in this interview um, he sort of describes the moment that George Lucas offered him the job would you like to hear it? I'd love it yeah go on listen to how gentle his voice is compared to his character I'd like to offer you one of two parts in the movie this is is nice I've hardly spoken a word and he's he's offering me uh, he's offering me two parts in the movie is it? And uh, I said, well, what, what are the two parts? And he said, well, the first one's a character called Chewbacca. <laughs> and I said, what's Chewbacca? He says, like a hairy gorilla nope. that goes through the film on the side of the goodies. And I thought, oh, oh no. I just imagined six weeks in the gorilla skin, how sweaty and smelly it was going to be. So I said, no, I don't fancy that very much, George. I said, what's the other part? And he said, well, the other one's the, the big villain of the film, a character called Darth Vader. I said, look, don't say any more. I said, I'll take the villain's part. Thank you very much. And he said, tell me for why. 
I said, well, if you think back on all the movies you've ever seen where there are good guys and bad guys, I said, you always remember the bad guy. You certainly oh, do. Yeah. Pacing question, look at the White House. Donald, you can't handle the Trump. We'll remember him, won't we? And isn't it wonderful when you hear Dave Prowse and you hear his voice, you know, can you imagine that? Luke, I'm your father. I be your father, Luke. Come to the dark side. So he absolutely made the right decision because he, Mm. the the moment the dark, and no one else could play on that, the moment that David Prowse puts on that helmet and he walks as Darth Vader, it's petrified. He doesn't even need to say any lines. And that choke grip, Neil. Oh, that choke grip. And just the fit when he pumps the fist. We went we went to Madame Tussauds a few years ago and we reenacted a few of the famous scenes out of that. I'm going to put them up on Twitter right. uh, for you to enjoy. We got arrested by the stormtroopers. Do you remember that? We being, did, yeah, uh, yeah. We had a, little, we had a yeah. great time there, didn't we? Yeah. Well, they were homophobic, Neil. We got, we, they were homophobic. They saw you and I kissing in the, out the back and they were disgusted. And we hang out with um, Princess Leia, Yoda... And oh, Darth yes. Vader himself. Had a great time, yeah. yeah. So we'll post those now, but I heaven, love you, what? David Prowse. I love you. This is Nilla Debbie. Mm-hmm. It's called Golden. Golden. Oh, I love him. I think he's very, very talented. Me too, and I yeah. Like it. I really... I, I, you, hear, you hear yourself sing along and you go, oh, he's got me again. <laughs> Golden. Golden. Uh, Neil... Oh, I've uh, I've got a crumpet on the go here. You've got some twiglets. Oh, the twiglet piglet is back. Thank, thank you. Are. If you missed last week's show, Neil very cruelly has nicknamed me the twiglet piglet. And because in lockdown, I've eaten pretty much nothing but twiglets. I love sucking the outside of it all. Oh, do you? Oh, my God. Right. <laughs> TMI. No, it's Marmite. Right. Neil, I haven't got time to talk about um, what have we got time to talk about, Debbie? Oh, Sophie Ellis Baxter is on the way. Yeah. Quick. Oh, my God. You can't follow me saying that without you. She <laughs> is on the way. Yeah. Plus, there's a brand new feature, Neil. Mm. A brand new feature that's on the way. You're not going to play that awful thing again, are you? I am going to play that awful clip, actually, because we spent hours making it. Hang on. It's a brand new feature involving Christmas trees. <laughs> Don't worry. It's better than that. And it's called... It's called Tremendous! Right, I bet you can't wait. It's the moment you've been waiting for. It's a brand new feature on the show because we've got very little else to do with our time at the moment. It's Tremendous! Neil, what day is it? I mean, what time of year is it? Well, it's nearly Christmas time, isn't it? It's beginning to look a lot like the C word. So, you know, last week we talked about judging people's trees Mm. and Martin from Oakland, he kicked the whole thing off by sending us a lovely photo of his outdoor tree with red baubles on it. Right, yes. More more about that later, but you have been pouring in with your wonderful efforts, which we are going to judge in the style of Pray Tell. If it's really, really good, you'll get a... If it's all right, you'll get a... And I'm afraid that's the only two scores we've got because I haven't recorded any. <laughs> and if it's really horrendous or something else, you'll get a... Are you blind in one eye? All right. No. Um, so really making it what we're looking for, what the judges are looking for this year, the judges being Neil and I. Um, could we borrow RuPaul? I was going to say RuPaul. Proof and RuPaul, the uh, hybrid, uh, to tell us what we're looking for in it. Charisma, right. uniqueness, nerve and talent. Yeah. All right. I want you to be creative with the with the, the tree because mm. we've got very little time to 
you know, to do anything else. So put something fun on the top. Mm. Maybe put, you know, Donald Trump with really, um, you know, that painy face that he does. <laughs> you know, put anything you want, a Dolly Parton, but be creative. Right. We go over to Twitter, right? I can see you're nodding off, Neil. No, not if at all. Yeah. If we can go over to Twitter right now, mm. I'm going to send you this. is we had some entries. Right. Yeah. Take a look at Claire Giraffes. Okay, let's have a says, look. Good morning, lovelies. Careful you don't get blind in one eye walking into my tree. <gasps> <laughs> I, at first I thought they were candles, but they're not, are they? <laughs> they're really not. And that's quite a lot of them on there. Oh, good Lord. Um, oh, my goodness. Yeah. <gasps> Wow. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's our f- first entry for... Oh, that's very good. Tremendous! And it's, well, well it's, a, it's a tree of apparages, yeah. isn't it? Appendages. I would say we're um, definitely blind in one eye looking at that. Well, we're going to give it two scores, actually. Uh, we're going to give it <laughs> for creativity and also because it would, if you bumped into it, you would go... Are you blind in one eye? Um, absolutely brilliant. We'll, we'll be bringing that. Stay with us because we will be bringing more from the, the tremendous <laughs> new feature uh, about your Christmas tree. Right. Yes, I'm embarrassed now. We've actually done it, Neil. I'm actually embarrassed. Are you going to play it, the jingle we'll... again? Play the jingle out. Come on. Do you want to play the jingle out? Okay. Okay. No expense fared. <laughs> no, it, but it's a clever play on words. Tremendous. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to wear a bit thin, I think. Still to come on the show this morning, uh, we'll play some music from Taylor Swift and Axwell, amongst others, on Gadia's Anthems, and our special guest, Sophie Ellis-Bexter, coming up. Ellis-Bexter. We'll play some of her as well. Mm. Hope she didn't hear that last link, or she'll be cancelling on us. (laughs) Uh, Good morning to Keza. Oh, Keza, he says, looking back nine years, what I've done, what I've done all because of you two, and I still haven't met you um, and the and the Gadio family. Well, Kessa, we're right here. Come on. Mm. Actually, no, you can't come on down with tier three. Um, I forgot to say as well, if you've taken some pictures of your beautiful Christmas tree for our new feature, mm. uh, I'm not going to play the jingle now. We're above that. We're above it. Tremendous! Sorry. I just fell on it, doctor. You can send them in because we are going to judge them. We are judging. Why not, Neil? It's fun. It's Christmas time. Put your tree up and have some fun with it. So tweet at this is Ndeb. So if we don't get any responses, Neil, this will be the last week we do it. And do you know what? I'll bring back just serve you right. Lock down hives and Oh lows. no! Please, yeah. Please enter your tree. <laughs> Neil, I think I've, I can smell a Jerry. Mm. I can smell a Jerry on You're you. You're spot on. Jerry is back oh, this same. week uh, with her Rainbow Woman video, and a new one has appeared on her YouTube channel. And uh, this time she is Tank Girl. Uh, It starts off with her, I guess it must be her home, and loads of things are going wrong that morning, uh, including the fact that she has to, she sets off a smoke alarm because she burns the toast. And that then elicits this. Sometimes there's something inside of us that goes, and I just need to let it out. This is it. Go with the music. It's okay to feel that so she's grr that's the mood that's the setup and so what well, what do you do when you're feeling a bit grr and you want to release the grr uh, you dress up completely in white and drive a tank around a muddy assault course Sometimes. oh hang on there she is Sometimes. oh hang on I'm cold, I'm shy and bold. I'm this is a tank this is like tons of heavy duty metal and I'm getting to drive it 
guessing that's the title track for the album in there as well. Um... Oh my God, Neil, she has become Jane McDonald. This is so fabulous. This is so fabulous. And thank God Jerry is here to tell us that a tank is full of really heavy duty metal because we didn't know that. We didn't know that. Do you want to hear um, from the lady from the army whose name doesn't, I don't, couldn't see her sort of a name to give, tell us who it actually is, uh, giving her opinion on Jerry's driving? Well, Jerry's not going to share the limelight, so she's not going to get a little, you know, no. not heads up, is she? I, anything, Jerry, give it to me, Neil, please. I would say that she has a sort of a look of Australian Lisa about her, this army, woman oh. from the army. It's sort of a, a heavy set version of Lisa, though. Here we are. <laughs> Like she knew every lump and bump that was covered. She was spot on. Spot on. Thank you so much. There we are, you see. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, well, Neil, this is beautiful. And I hope we do have a, a weekly delve into Jerry's life. Mm. And, you know, possibly new album, which she's using at every opportunity to plug through. Uh, she's shoehorning it in there, I think, isn't she? It's it's Jerry, it's Jane Jerry McDonald Horner um, before our very eyes. And hands up who loves it. Absolutely. <laughs> It's the music that we choose. It's the music that we choose. It's the music that we choose. It's the Yes, it's the highly sought-after feature on Gadio with Neil and Debbie here. And uh, once again, a, a selection, three tracks from the archives for Debbie to have a listen to and decide as to which one we're going to play at the end of the Hour of Anthems this week. I think we need to reiterate, Neil, this whole thing started because you were clearing out your attic at the start of lockdown mm. and we just haven't, we haven't been able to stop because you've got so much stuff up there. Oh, there is, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, it's a very dusty hard drive. It's that body, isn't there, Neil? It's There's lots of things up there, magazines. actually. All magazines. Mm, yeah, 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 all sorts of old pieces of furniture and uh, really magazines. A couple of X's. Tied up in the... No, they're not. It's silly. Come on, let's play the songs. <laughs> Will it be choice number one? Walken, Boy Meets Girl. Or will it be Villard, Luke and Vitti? Sundays are heaven. the last choice you could go for this week Soul Searcher's Hypnotic Erotic Games there you go so Soul Searcher's Hypnotic Erotic Games there pretty tricky there which ones are you going to go for which one you could only have one Horrendous nil. So I, it will definitely be number two, but I won't say that to the end of the. <laughs> You're not the supposed to say that. But they are really, really good, <laughs> and it gets me to thinking. Neil, um, Sundays at Heaven, mm. Ant tweeted in the week, and he said, "Oh my God, Gay announced it will serve McDonald's to get around the new COVID rules, and the gays are loving it." And I just simply replied with, "Oh my God, it's Burger on the dance floor," and that. Leads me in nicely to say that Sophia is best. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Will be our special guest very soon. Singer of Murder of the Dance.
You know, last week we played the incredible Blessed Madonna's remix of Dua Lipa, I'm mm. Levitating, with Missy Elliott and with Madonna herself. Yes, oh my yes, God, yes. it went down a storm. Jono, hashtag ATM, so went hot, 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 facts. This remix is amazing. Missy kills it with the verse. Keep that on repeat. Well, I wish we could. <laughs> Sadly, we're not allowed. Tony P loved it too. It really went down a storm. Brett Salt loved it. Oh. Well, if you love that, you're going to love this, Neil. She has been everywhere this week. She may have just saved uh, one of our favourite members of the animal, I was going to say of the LGBT animal community. Well, it might, it might be. <laughs> um, this woman here. Cher has single-handedly saved an elephant. Uh, and more about that in a moment. Well, I've given it away, basically. She saved an elephant, but there's a great story behind it. Look what I've got. Look what What's I've that? got. Uh, it's uh, from Hermes. Oh, yes. Right? Can you see that? It looks like a package. I can't... What's inside? Yes. Do we know? Some sh- shoe Your box? Christmas present. Your what? Christmas present has arrived. It wasn't even on Black Friday either. I, felt I paid full price for this. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, well, oh. oh. Is there any idea, idea, any sort of tease as to what I might be no. going to be expecting? It's no, quite a big very... box. It's lovely. I want to know more. You sounded slightly ungrateful, so I'm going to rethink my choice now. Right now, we haven't got time to talk about ungratefulness in the season of giving. Hmm. Something phenomenal happened in the week. Cher, when she does anything, the world sits up and listens. Yes. She's only gone and saved a flipping elephant. She saved a flipping elephant. This is the news report. I'm going to warn you now, listen out for the joke. It's very, very subtle, but it's in there. Right. And to get there, he's had help. Oh, no, sorry. Let me just start, pray see that, by saying that the elephant is called Caravan. Who? Cher paid for Caravan, I think. And Cher paid for the elephant to be airlifted from its current home, which is a small crappy enclosure. Right. And now it's gone to a retirement home for elephants, like the Golden Girls, uh, in Cambodia. Oh, brilliant. And n- now we go into, and just listen out for the joke. And to get there, he's had help from one world-famous singer who hopes she can help turn back time on his sad life so far. <laughs> Stephanie Prentice is following the story for us and joins me now in the studio. So, Stephanie, tell us more about uh, Carvan's release and how it came about. Well, this is extremely high profile and the American singer Cher is currently in Pakistan to oversee that release after spending years trying to free him. She's called the success one of the greatest moments of her life. So, So Carvan the Elephant has been saved by a singer but we also understand that singing itself was a big part of his rescue he has been in captivity for a really long time he was wary of humans but singing was something that brought him closer to his human handlers now one vet trying to help rescue him had started singing in his enclosure doing some Frank Sinatra numbers and he noticed it triggered good behaviour Kavan would move towards him and even started hugging him with his trunk that's after years of staying away from humans now of course his greatest champion is a multi-award ringing singer and we can only hope that right now he's been treated to Cher's back catalogue as he starts his new life in an animal sanctuary. Let's hope not. <laughs> but Neil, just in case you did miss it and to get there, he's had help from one world famous singer who hopes she can help turn back time <laughs> Very good. Well, his sad life very good. so far. Very good, the world service. Can't help but think that uh, mm. Cher missed a trick there. I think she missed a slight trick. Um, who's her biggest enemy in the world, Neil? Who's her oh, nemesis? Uh, Donald Trump. 
Donald Trump. So they should have renamed the elephant Donald Trunk. <laughs> and we could have got that trending around the world, couldn't we? Mm. And had it played and she could have been hugging him going, he's the most amazing man I've ever seen, blah, blah, blah. And all the photo opportunities and things like that. But you know what it has made me think, Neil? I it's know, go on, play perf- it. You know what I'm going to do, don't you? You know what I'm going to do? It's the perfect opportunity to play this. Nelly the president packed her trunk and said goodbye to the White House. Off she went with the trumpety trump, 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 trump. Nelly the elephant packed her trunk and trundled back to the jungle. Off she went with the trumpety trump, 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 trump. To me, this is a very sad moment, yeah. and we will win this. And we, as far as I'm concerned, we already have. He's got a mouth like a bottom, isn't he? <laughs> Tweet us at this is Ndebs at Gadio. Our email is Ndebs at Gadio.co.uk. Hello, Jackie King, who says, Morning, gorgeous people. Uh, Dumb lights, says Jackie. My Christmas is ready uh, already. I'm eating my way up to the next size. She says, I like being <laughs> a lockdown chubster. Just saying hello, that's all. Hope you both are uh, keeping well, and thanks for giving me something to look forward to each week. Love you both. Jackie King. Thank you, Jackie. Jackie, I think that is a contender for our... Oh. Tremendous feature. Yeah, yeah. And um, I'd like to see that tree. And there's some more interest that have come in, which you'll be delighted about, Neil. Oh, excellent. Um, yeah, I bet you can't wait for that. And also, we've got Sophie Ellis Baxter. I might ask her. Maybe, maybe, I won't. maybe I'll ask some better questions. <laughs> Sorry, we, I, I think I lost you there for a second. Maybe it was just me. I don't know. What, you, what did you say about Sophie Ellis Baxter? Um, it's none of your business, you know, what I said about Sophia Spitzer. I'm just getting my questions ready for right. the interview, which yes. I, which is coming along in a mofo. <laughs> I wish we had the faders up during the song, Neil. Your father, Martin Sexton, just burped as he came into his <laughs> office, stroke your um, studio. Yeah, he did actually. Please explain what has gone on there. Cause well, that's... I think he had a bit of wind from the sounds of things. He didn't he did, even try he to did a you. Well, no, well, then, you know, he's been listening to too much of you. <laughs> On Twitter, at this is Ndebs, at Gadio email, Ndebs at gadio.co.uk. Complaint has come in regarding you, Neil. Right. From Mr. Done? Lee Harper. Mm-hmm. Neil! furiously tights on his apple you usually upload on a tuesday are you okay hun question mark question mark now that did come in a couple of days ago um but i do believe it's been uploaded now has it Neil? what are you talking about what are you talking about the podcast ah there we are two weeks ago yes two weeks ago Yes, no, it's up. It's all there. We had a bit of a week last week, I think, I seem to recall. But anyway, it's all been sorted. Don't panic. We were late doing our way, extra bits, weren't we? We should We should also say that if you do hear the odd sort of <laughs> technical thing, it's because we'd, it's broad, we're at the mercy of broadband, aren't we? We're, yeah, we're at the mercy yeah, yeah. of someone else's thing. You'll find our podcast at mixcloud.com forward slash this is Ndebs. And also we're on iTunes. You can search for Neil and Debbie on there. You'll find the show there. But, Lee, if you want to take this further, uh, just ring me after the show and we'll pull out an official complaint and we'll fill out the forms. Earlier on in the show, we played you three clips from three classic tracks. Uh, this is the first one. That one. Uh, then there was this one. That is a heaven. 
and, um, with Neil Steve Bright there <laughs> yeah. or there was this one that Debbie could choose from Not erotic games. There we are from Soul Searcher. So, uh, we're going to find out which one you're going to go for. Have you chosen? Have you decided? Yes, yeah, I decided just right at the start of the future, like I normally do. It's got to be number two, Neil. I'm sorry, Soul Searcher we played last week. Right. And that, well, you know, that is, they are brilliant. But, oh, sun, Sundays at Heaven, doesn't this take you back? This yeah. song is so divine. It's coming up it's next, so along with Sophie Ellis Bexter, Ellis our special Bexter. guest. If you look closely at the sign on our special guest's kitchen disco wall, it says, Our true intent is all for your delight. I couldn't have described you better if I tried. For our delight, Sophie Ellis Bexter is here. Woo! Oh, our dear friend, first of all, socially distanced work, because it's been, we're working out nine years since we all saw each other when heartbreak. too long. Don't, we feel ill. I feel ill. Let's not do that again. Let's not leave it another nine years. Agreed. <laughs> uh, now, Sophie, first of all, I want to say that, you know, lockdown has been quite a strange time for everyone. There's three things that's got uh, certainly me through, and I know a lot of other people through. One of them is nature. The second one is wine, and the most important one is your kitchen disco. <laughs> if you don't mind, I'd like to take you back to one of your earlier ones, which we enjoyed thoroughly from your uh, kitchen here. Do you remember this moment? <sighs> All right. Madame X is foiling a little bit. It's out of lockdown. <laughs> and it feels like Always home. It always feels like home. <laughs> because it is always home. Yeah, but that's okay. Oh, well done, you found some instruments. <laughs> now, Sophie, it is so much more than a kitchen disco. Could you please take us to the belly button of the creation? How it came about, <laughs> whose idea was it, and how it sort of progressed? Because you're you're really funny in it. All the uh-huh. little- you do. Thank you you. Really play, you, it's not just someone in the kitchen. It's so much more. So take us through it. Um, so it was Richard's idea, my husband. Um, at the beginning of lockdown, I felt really useless, actually. I felt like I wanted to connect with everybody. I felt really weird that everything had just been turned on its head, like everybody did. And so I wanted to sort of connect with people, but also I felt really useless. I was looking online and there were lots of my very talented friends accompanying themselves on piano playing their violins, you know, singing with guitar. And I thought, oh, I can't do any of that stuff. I'm totally stuck. And then Richard said, why don't we do a little gig from home? And I thought, that's barking. We've got, you know, our five kids, the smallest of which was crawling at the time. But then I thought, oh, sod it, why not? You know, I'm not doing anything else. And and actually, it just became something that, for us, it was a little bit like, you know, when you have a non-alcoholic beer and it sort of fools your mind into thinking you've had a drink. It's a bit <laughs> like that for us. It was like, it fooled us into thinking we'd done a gig. So that felt nice. It released the same endorphins. But also, we, you know, I'd get messages from his parents, from, from my dad, from my friends, and then from lots of other families and people around the world saying, we're tuning in, we're here. So it felt like a little community and that became vital, actually. I, I honestly don't know what shape our year would have been without that. I think I would have gone Deal Alley. And your kids were really joining in and they seem to be having such fun. Sometimes. Uh, <laughs> they were having fun, but then they were also just being themselves. Sometimes they were fighting. Sometimes they were trying pretty uh, ambitious dance moves. I had to break up a few fights. I had to dissuade a few leaps from high corners of the sofa. 
Um, so I had to kind of have one eye on the kids, really. And every every time before we go live, when I mean, we did our last one for Halloween, um, I got that familiar feeling in my tummy of just, you know, if this could all go pear-shaped at any point. But I, I reckon that's kind of part of the appeal in the very strong drum. Definitely, yeah, because you're both pop star and mum. And I love mm. that juxtaposition. It's beautiful. <laughs> wonderful isn't it that's how i live my entire life it's uh it's ludicrous anyway and it was especially ludicrous uh this year <laughs> sophie ellis bexter on the show this week we have the news coming up now and we'll have more from sophie ellis bexter in a couple of seconds in the actual house she does her disco kitchen disco neil yeah, i'm so i'm tray excited Sophie Ellis Baxter is with us on Gadia this morning. You brought a beautiful memory back, Sophie, which I have to thank you for. When you play Kids in America, and yeah. I think it was Mickey who was just ju having the time of his life, and it took me back to when we were kids, and my mum always had music on, and we would dance around the living room like it was the most natural thing in the world. What was life growing up like with you? Was there lots of music around when you were you were a little kid? Yeah, there was. I mean, my mum's always been into music, and my dad, actually. They both sort of introduced me to lots of stuff when I was little, and I've definitely got songs I love now that do the same thing for, like that for you. You know, they, they remind me of, you know, lots of first playing at home. But I think the sort of significance of it really is that for this, well, this year showed us as a family, when we get stressed, when things are tense, we tend to put music on. And actually, when we're having a nice time, we put music on. You know, we, our kitchen looks like that all the time the disco balls there the sequin bunting smoke machine lasers they all live in there all the time and that's because we quite often just go let's let's have some music on and have a party so i think when we were feeling very tense and stressed i think that that's the thing we tend to do but i think also songs and those covers it did have the same thing for me memories you know so i'd sing something that maybe i'd love when i was little like our house which was a song we did um, right at the end of the 10-week lockdown that was just, that was my first song that I bought on 12 inch when I was my dad took me to a shop when I was four and it was like a real thing of like you know my first <laughs> single yeah because my dad was so passionate about music he was like come on let's do this <laughs> well so, songs really are like little time machines aren't they and That's I know we're are. celebrating the release of your greatest hits so if I, I give you three titles from the greatest hits can you give yeah. me a memory that just pops into your mind first when you hear that so let's start with murder on the dance floor what does that evoke it always reminds me of my friend Alison who I've known since I was 11 and when I signed to Polydor um, and started de getting demos together for the album uh, murder was never talked about as being the first single and I sent my girlfriends uh, the demos so I think it's maybe five songs I'd done and she picked that one and then the night before I first sang it live she'd just broken up with her boyfriend so I was like this is for you, Alison. Let's hope it cheers you up. Oh dear, <laughs> oh dear there wasn't any. There wasn't actual murder on the dance floor. He is still. He is still alive, is he? We just check. Probably, but he got forgotten about, and that's the most important thing. Good. Absolutely. Uh, how about Groove Jet? Well, Groove Jet and I have had a very big adventure. Really, I nearly didn't sing that song at all. Like when I was first sent the instrumental, I was almost a bit insulted. You know, I was an indie girl, and I'd been in an indie band, and the idea of doing dance just. I wasn't, it wasn't in, in my head. Um, but then there was something about the song that I liked. And then it kind of, I mean, we had, a, I had a big adventure with it because it had a commercial success, but more relevant really for me was the fact that it just introduced me to singing a totally different genre. And after that, I thought, oh, I, I don't actually have to stay in one thing or the other. I can pretty much do what I feel like doing. 
Yeah. Well, I'm glad you did. And let's <laughs> uh, let's go one more. Um, this this is quite pertinent because you've used this in, in lockdown. Take me home. Uh, take me home. Well, I don't know if you're familiar with the original share version, but it is glorious. Um, I first heard it. Um, it was part of a compilation of a Larry Levan DJ set from the Paradise Garage, and my tour manager used to play it when I was singing Groove Jet in clubs, and he'd play it in the car as we were going from one location to another. And I thought, oh, this song's wonderful. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought I, I want to do my own version of that. And it, I mean, if you if you haven't if you've got time, like listen to the full seven minute original. It's just gorgeous. I love it so much. You have blown my mind. I didn't know that that was Cher. <laughs> yeah, but it was never was... released in this country, so don't worry. It was never released in the UK. But I think they'd know it in America, maybe. I don't know. Gadio. Gadio. Neil and Debbie. Sophie Ellis-Bexter is with us on Gadia this morning. I believe, Debbie, you've got another question? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Sophie, we've got an incredibly popular feature called Lockdown Highs and Lows. <laughs> uh, all, all the big names have been on it. Um, Madonna, <laughs> Could no. we ask you, just off the top of your head, Lockdown 1 and Lockdown 2, what's been your sort of high points and what have been your low points? Um... Well, the high point is, is, I mean, it has to be a disco. I know it's a really obvious answer, but actually, in our house, honestly, the significance of it can't be really, really underestimated. It just gave us distraction. And also, for all the tension that came with suddenly finding the world turned upside down, I could put all of that into the music. So, I mean, it's funny you say you think I was being quite funny during the lockdown discos, but actually, I was also ranting quite a lot, to be honest, and letting out all my, like, about how you know, frustrating and scary and weird everything is. So that's the high. Low, I think it's got to be the fact that I've been responsible for everybody's laundry pretty much non-stop since March. Um, it's just a bit of a thankless task. Everybody opens their drawers and just expects there to be clean clothes in there. And they don't really think about, you know, the fact that that's something that's just been my task. Richard's done all the meal times and I've done all the laundry. Mm, I think it's fine, but no one ever congratulates you. Congratulations on your fabulous yeah, well laundry. Done. We'd That's like to say thank you on yeah. not only on your greatest hits album, not only on keeping us no, under lockdown. But also, <laughs> could we could we also take you back to when we did meet you ages ago, nine years ago, and something had happened. And I can't remember, Neil. Maybe you can. We did interview Jonathan Ross. I think some politician or something sort of disowned their child because their child had come out as gay. And we spoke to Jonathan Ross about it, and we asked you about it as well. And you you give such a beautiful natural answer, and you went, "Oh, I'd be delighted." And you really, and we thought, wasn't that, it was really, a lot of the audience sort of thought, well, I'm not a beautiful person for even saying that. Oh, it's nine years ago now, so it must have been, might have been Kit. Might have been Kit. <laughs> well, uh, so yeah, Kit would be, well, he's 11 now, um, and Sonny is 16. And yeah, Connie, you know what, no word of a lie, if I raise people that are capable of giving love and receiving love, I think that's an amazing success for raising a person. It doesn't matter who that person is, but if they can do that... I think some of that must come from your mum. I was listening to your podcast, Spinning Plates, which I think is superb. But the interview with your mum, who some people might be aware is Janet Ellis, who's the, an actress, who's a presenter and also a novelist now. Um, you're clearly very close. I love the interview. During that conversation, was there anything that made you look at your mum differently after you'd had that conversation? Yeah, lots of things, actually. I mean, my mum always seemed pretty unapologetic about being a working mother, which is brilliant. I mean, I, I, I don't want her to be any other way, so I was quite surprised 
to hear her say she did actually feel guilty. She def definitely was very good at not imparting that to me, which I think is, you know, I don't know if I'm as successful with that with my kids. I think I've probably told them too many times about, oh, you know, I wish I could be there for you, but I've also got to do this. It just, it sounds bonkers, but there were three years when it was just my mum and I, and she was a single mum. And I just sort of didn't really think of it in those terms. For me, that was just what happened after my mum and dad separated and before she met my stepdad. But actually, I think, as she said in that our chat, I think a lot of our relationship is defined by the fact that we had that time, quite a long time, where it was just the two of us. And yeah, I am very close to her. I speak to her pretty much every day. And she lives 10 minutes from me. You know, <laughs> I rely on her a lot. What's the best piece of advice that she's given you that you've been able to pass on to your own kids? Um, I think the sort of one that I live by the most is probably about trusting your instincts. If I've ever found myself stuck in a bit of a muddle about something, she'll say, what was your first thought? And that's probably the right thing, you know, go with that. Um, but actually, she was responsible really for helping Richard and I um, in the very early stages of our relationship because we'd only been going out for six weeks when we found out we were having a baby, which was a bit of a surprise to both of us. And um, when I phoned my mum about it, she said, well, it, it might not be the right time and it might not be the right man, but it's the right baby. And I think that gave Richard and I permission to sort of be like, okay, we want to be parents to this person and then we'll have our relationship. And actually, we realised very soon that our relationship was very serious, but it meant that we could sort of do it on our own terms. So that was that was really helpful as well. She's actually a bit of a fountain of knowledge, to be honest, my mum. Well, you said, you said that um, Richard had said that uh, she's never wrong with the advice that she gives, which I think was a lovely thing to be able to tell her. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, he said she's never said anything that he hasn't agreed with. <laughs> Pretty amazing. <laughs> I've, just, I've just had an idea for the interval for your um, upcoming tour. I think your mum should come out and, and, uh, and give some advice to the audience and ask some questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She'd be like an agony aunt. <laughs> Can we go back to your, your kitchen disco? Where did you get your disco ball? I love it. I want one. Oh, you can find those on Amazon. We get through quite a lot, to be honest. I've broken the one I have in the garden, uh, I've broken twice. So I've chosen not to see it as a bad omen. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have to play your current single now, Sophie. It would be rude for us not to. So if you wouldn't mind introducing it for us, and it's been gorgeous chatting to you again. And no more nine years. No I more know. nine years. <laughs> what is that about? Too long. Um, so, yeah, the song Current Discotheque, its first incarnation comes from Nile Rogers when he produced Sheila B and a song called Spacer. Then in 2000, it became Alcazar with their version, Current Discotheque. And this is my homage to both of the above. Thanks ever so much, and thank you oh, again for your time. So. Well, lovely to see you. Yeah, yeah you, to too. See you too. Until the All next right. time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Sophie. Bye, Sophie. Thanks again to Sophie Ellis-Bexter, the amazing Sophie Ellis-Bexter. We're a bit in love with her, aren't we? We're mm. a bit in love with her. She's, so. she's real. She's real, isn't she? <laughs> she's real. <laughs> Uh, this is Ndebs at Gadio. Email Ndebs at Gadio.co.uk. May I share with you mm. my favourite tweet from the week? Go on. And this is, the, only this could happen on lockdown, Neil. Only this could happen on lockdown. Stephen Hull tweeted, bit of spare time on my hands today, so I audited the unopened Quality Street tin. <laughs> Just four purples, in brackets 4.7%, and yet a massive 11 in brackets, 12.9% orange ones. Another blow for 2020. <laughs> Who do I complain to? Hashtag inequality streak. Oh, that's oh, very strong. God. I'm going to share this. Because you know what you can do? You know, you can actually, they've, they're offering a thing this year where you can go on and you can have your own box made up for you, um, you know, a la carte, as it were. So you can tell them which ones you want. 
they've done that for years, Neil. Oh, they've right. done that for absolutely years. And Lisa, when she was flirting with my parents, mm. um, she got them a whole load of ones. And I'm going to tell you now, the one purple evil one in it. Evil chocolates. Lots of golden barrels, though. Radio. Plenty more. We could do some poo before we disappear, aren't we? You know, positive, optimistic outlook, obviously. Yes. Yeah, please. Yeah. Uh, good scare people if you're a new listener. <laughs> we don't do that sort of thing on air. Although some of our material is a bit. You know, onto Twitter. My fingers are red raw, replying to the brilliant entries that we've had to our new tremendous. Listen, it's lockdown. If you've just uh, if you heard our last uh, chat about Quality Street, someone was counting how many individual flavors. You've actually sent me the photograph of that. I can't believe it. He was he's been cheated on some flavors. He's lined them all up and down um, his carpet and counted and done a percentage breakdown of what's exactly in his tin. I'd have more of those blue ones and I'd get rid of every purple one. That nut is yeah. so evil. Mm. It's an evil It's an evil quality street, the one. But I tell you what, if you turned your back, Neil, I'd have yeah. your sticky finger, whatever it's called. What's it called? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I want the orange. I love the orange ones. Oh, they love it. He's got, he's got the most of those as well. That's great. So anyway, here we go. Back to <laughs> Tremendous. I'd like you to take a look at your WhatsApp, Neil, now. This one is coming from Charlie. Oh, Charlie Vose. Oh. He says, at this is Ndebs, friend's tree looks like this. Safe to say I'm ashamed of their Xmas spirit, Christmas spirit, although one can only sympathise with families with kids who produce this much washing. Get the starch out and it'll last until Easter. That's a great (laughs) idea. must stink if it's all dirty washing. Hashtag Xmas tree fail. And what it is, is they have piled at the bottom of a very nice, what's called wooden floor, Mm. a a lovely, very perpendicular, if that's the right word, triangle-shaped tree, probably about six foot tall with a star just blobbed on the top and it's dirty washing. It's the the laundry. It's the laundry. But that is what happens in lockdown, Neil. I'm going to tell you now. I just throw mine on the floor and just go for it. Right, yeah. That's not the only entry we've had um, on that. But Martin, I'm going to give your friends... Uh, and you've a for that uh, in our new feature tremendous we're judging them on uniqueness and creativity this one also Neil has come in from one of the founders of this feature it's probably going to deny it Uh, Martin who has sent a picture of his tree uh, into us if you'd like to scroll down he's now put his one up indoors and it's stunning look at that perfectly perfectly tree-like well it would be it's a tree and look at his decorations and the lights are great they're superb aren't they it's very nice look at the next picture look at the next picture i'm sending these to neil on whatsapp because he hasn't got enough um things open for twitter what can you see what can you see is that a little uh unicorn it's a a unicorn um, tree decoration beautiful last one i'm going to give that uh i'm I'm going to score that in a second but i haven't got my sound effects up ali king this is the last one for now it's beginning to look a lot like christmas she says this photo is waiting for your judgment neil and she's put a photo of her garage which she has done up as tinseltown uh, so not a tree as such not a tree can you see that one there well i I can just see some so, yes, coloured tinsel hang. Where's that? Is that from the roof? Is that from the garage door? I don't, I can't really make out what it is. So, that, I'm afraid that's left us too confused, uh, Ali. So, you're going to get a <laughs> for that one. Um, please try harder with your next one. I photo. can't even see but a tree is, in that one. 
there isn't. It's just the the bunting. But yeah. lovely to have you involved in the feature. <laughs> and please send your trees. I'm not joking. Pictures yeah. of your trees. And really go for it. I'm putting Roisin Murphy at the top of my tree this year. Roisin Murphy's going to she know? Gonna, uh, no, I'm putting a toilet roll. She's going to be going to stick her a toilet roll and put her up from the tree. That's uh, enough for now. But please send your entries at Mrs. Endeavs on Twitter. Have we got some poo this week? Some positive, optimistic outlook? Yes, we have got some positive, optimistic outlook, Neil, and it's going. It has to be dedicated uh, to the one and the only, the incredible David Prowse. Oh, David yes. Prowse, oh, who we okay. lost this week, who played the incredible uh, Darth Vader like no one else. Mm. No one else. No one else could play him like him. Yeah, and we just love him. Now. Darth Vader, obviously, it wasn't too much happy, uh, happy something for me to lift from the trilogy um, for that. So I'm going to refer to another part of Star Wars as our poo. Right. And if this doesn't raise, oh, a hang smile, on, are we doing the poo now? We we're, the poo's, we can't do. We've got to hold. We've got to hold the poo. We've got to hold the poo. Hold the poo. We haven't got okay. time for the poo just yet. The poo is we- coming up. Oh, okay. Then I'll just wait here and do nothing. Uh, this poo involves the. Star Wars trilogy. <laughs> Star Wars trilogy in honour of our most wonderful Darth Vader. Um, like I said to you, I would like to do, would like to dedicate today's show to David Prowse because I think he was just the most amazing actor and what a lovely guy. What an absolutely lovely guy. Mm. Just revel in some of the happy lines that he left us, including possibly the best ever plot twist in the world.co.uk. I am your father. It is true, Luke. That's impossible. No. Feelings, you will know it to be true. No. No. Yeah, it was true. It was true, Neil. Oh, imagine that. Imagine Darth Vader on top of you. <gasps> and this classic line. Don't make me destroy you. We will. We can't all be dark, Neil. It can't all be. For every yin, there's got to be a yang. So this is the uplifting part because I realised that was quite. Yeah, I was going to say this is supposed to be a positive, optimistic outlook. Lucky um, for you, we've got R2D2 and that idiot C3PO to wish us a Merry Christmas. Sorry about that. Merry Christmas. Sorry, I seem to have played the wrong clip there. It was meant to have an intro. But it doesn't matter because it makes you, it leaves you smiling, doesn't it? It certainly does. Oh, R2, we do. We wish you a Merry Christmas, R2D2, and also to David Prowse. It's up there now with Carrie Fisher. You might think I'm crazy. So there you go, another show, Neil and Debbie, back with you next Saturday from 10am, of course. And if you are missing us in between then, you can catch our podcast at mixcloud.com forward slash thisisendebs or just do a search for Neil and Debbie on uh, iTunes. You will find us there as well. Missing us? If you're missing us, it's a bit big up yourself, wasn't it? (laughs) Um, could you also note for next week? Could you ask your father to keep a Zoom meeting down? Yeah, it was a bit noisy next door. I'm Very sorry noisy. about that. Yes, right. Very noisy. Right. So we dedicate 
today's show to Darth Vader and also I forgot to say that he can join up. I haven't got time now. This is <laughs> inter- actually inappropriate to talk about. <laughs>